Hi everyone, welcome back to 10 Things I Hate About, an Outlander podcast. We're on episode 19, uh, still reviewing season 7, episode Singapore and Where the Waters Meet. Lots of mentions of Outlander bingo this week and please follow, like, subscribe, comment, all the things on whatever platform you're listening to this on Really hope you enjoy this episode. We all have our favourite shows, but there's always something that comes along that means you like it a little less. The technical term is the Scrappy-Doo effect. Two friends create a safe space to talk about their favourite show, Outlander, all the things they love about it and some of the things they hate. Although we all love Outlander, there are things we hate. Admit it, there's always something. So we've created a safe space, a space for all Outlander lovers to share their dark secrets but mainly it's a space to share ours. Every week we'll discuss episodes, their themes, feminism, what we love, and every week we'll talk about something we hate. Roger. Yep, we hate him. (laughs) But let's be clear, we don't hate Rick Rankin. We have a clear grasp on reality. So join us, gentle viewer. Join Sharon and Ruth, two England-based Outlander fans, as they discuss love, hate, and time travel. Great. Bring my episode notes up. How are we doing? Good evening. Good morning. I often say good evening because that's when we're recording, obviously. And I get the impression that most people listen to us on a morning. Yeah. That's be- yeah, cause because it comes out at around midday here. Mm, most people are listening in Australia and States. So, yeah, good morning if you're listening to us in the morning. But it's <laughs> evening in the UK. So good evening, Sharon. Evening and dark. Welcome to episode 19, season 7. And we're talking about episodes 5 and 6. Singapore to where the waters meet. Yeah, Singapore and where the waters meet. Um, and we're getting into it now, getting back into wartime. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's getting kind of as a, a bit of mirroring there with kind of, no, I don't, it's not as grim as Culloden, but there's some kind of dynamics that are similar. Yeah, um, but, it's, but they it's really d- struggled thinking, oh, it's fine when we're doing Culloden because we can just have the grim normal weather that scotland and the uk have (laughs) we're pretending to be the states um definitely not so yeah um yeah we are having some of that mirroring again aren't we it did feel Mm. very familiar um but overall i'm still really quite enjoying season seven yeah um there's a lot some things that i'm a bit mm, not sure about um but there's a lot of stuff that I am enjoying. Yeah. Um don't worry, listeners, there are still some things that we hate. Oh, Be definitely. reassured. We've yeah. we've not we've not been taken over by <laughs> nice body snatchers. We still have things that we hate. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more kind of happening in the present day. Um yeah. with me and Roger as opposed to the last couple of episodes where it was very much kind of them settling into their lives and 
now they're actually there's a little bit of action which is yeah yeah amazing. so we've got we've got sort of a few a few narrative threads from the 1980s as well mm. as the stuff that's going on during um the American Revolution. Sorry, I can't think which war it was then. <laughs> so many wars. What, was that? what a sad indictment of our world. That I couldn't remember which war it was. Which um, one are we on? Yeah. Or the, the a War of Independence, to give it its opening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been, yes, yeah, everything's kind of gearing up and getting a bit of um, a history lesson with some of the, like, officers and generals and stuff names yeah. that they're using they're using from actual yeah. history yeah and... i mean um I, I would assume that a lot of our american listeners this is very familiar to them i'm assuming that they get taught all of this in school mm. um but we don't really get taught this in the uk i mean we touched on it a little bit i remember doing a little bit about it but so yeah. a lot of this is quite unfamiliar to mm. me um yeah so yeah so it's 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 interesting um but yeah so where where do you want to start where do you want to dive in well maybe we should start with there then and this um because we're like straight off the bat we're kind of meeting a few people that are getting a few arrogant frenchmen we've got the french journal general that um that Jamie's constantly getting pushback from, really yeah. frustrating again. It kind of frustrates me sometimes where he just bites his tongue um, and doesn't speak, like push back. And I also admire him so much for it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's like throw, you know, throw your toys out of the pan, pan Jamie. Um, but yeah, and, and then the same with with Claire and that surgeon. Yeah. And yeah. they're both kind of fighting similar battles while she's yeah. both more knowledgeable in their field, both more experienced in their fields. Um, Jamie's been through how many wars now? Like two or three. Yeah. And and you know, he's and as an senior officer as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Interesting kind of flashback to Culloden there and but yeah, and Saint Clare's kind of fighting back with this English uh doctor i think but i'm not sure i know I that think he uh, is, though. i don't think he don't, is a doctor yet because i don't think he is qualified i'm not quite sure how he's ended up as a surgeon as a surgeon because oh, denzel, denzel says that doesn't he to kind of at one yeah. stage to kind of calm the yeah. water as he says shall, you know shall i do it as the as the trained doctor yeah yeah so yeah so that's that's interesting straight off the bat um and, and it's it's interesting as well, I think, because what it made me think about was like when Claire, when Claire comes back in into the past, and mm. she, um, well, the bit that it made me sort of think about was where she operates on the guy who's got the hernia in the theatre, yeah, um, and everybody's kind of doubting her and being patronising and things, and then obviously she kind of demonstrates that she is a skilled professional mm. and what this made me think of was like it it's like she's gone it's like she's jumped back sort of almost beyond before that whereas you know this it, it, it's like it, sometimes when you're up against arrogant men mm. um sorry male listeners it is usually men um <laughs> like arrogant men who are sort of both threatened but certain of themselves it kind of doesn't matter how much you prove yourself mm. they just won't 
have it because you, you ultimately are a threat to them and that's yeah. what it makes me really think about with this surgeon and, and I suppose is is the kind of opposite of Denzel in a way a man who doesn't have to prove himself because he is qualified mm. um, and so is perfectly trusting of Claire and of her expertise yeah yeah and and very respectful yeah as well yeah so yeah straight into straight into war life in their yes, in their exactly. tents and getting captured and things like that yeah and uh I, I do have to say though having seen um how much people have to walk during wars in the mm. 18th century how women didn't get into trousers sooner i do not know oh listen the weight of those dresses imagine exhausted it absolutely wrecked your hips would be wrecked from absolutely like, the you weight know, your of thighs it. your thigh muscles yeah you'd like look like a professional rugby player <laughs> because and of then the they're, they're getting wet of all that material oh the well getting yeah. wet and damp and then having to carry all that yeah exactly. too right exactly oh and, and it's like yeah so that was just something that struck me how yeah. women didn't start wearing trousers sooner i don't know <laughs> definitely and um and and we also i think is it we know that uh william is already with um rachel and denzel so yeah so we start with that with him them yeah Yeah. we start with them setting out together to their respective destinations of opposite sides yeah um and having this this discussion about um pacifism because obviously quakers are pacifist religion um pacifism in its in all its forms Mm. um and william is arguing sort of against that yeah i i oh i wasn't i didn't really like i mean i'm not a i I kind of try to be pacifist but then also sometimes i I do just people need to get punched in the face um <laughs> but i found how it was kind of played out a little bit trite and smug and mm. um but then i thought it kind of you know by introducing the these people who tried to kill them and they have to fight back or william fights back anyway um but then i did think uh, it did kind of slightly redeem itself by william kind of acknowledging that that was the first time he'd ever actually killed somebody and he didn't and and not actually recognizing like the impact it would have on him yeah um and that i thought it showed rachel as like as a much more kind of mature and thoughtful like i, I mean i don't know how old they're supposed to be mm. but that you know she's quite clearly much more mature and thoughtful in her um world view shall we say um, yeah definitely yeah. and i think that comes out in her, that comes out in her character more and more as it goes on yeah i feel like she 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 always kind of takes time to think about what she's going to say yeah. and yeah like you say it's always quite mature what she yeah responds with yeah. and that yeah Even that with her brother yeah yeah and that um that yeah those that family those that couple that they met that was just so random uh it was almost like do you know the way there was some random 
ones in like previous series where like yeah. Claire and Jamie came across a cottage in the middle of nowhere yeah. and you're like what's going on and then she's holding her husband hostage in this and you're like yeah. what's happening here what where, where's the story going and it's like nowhere yeah. now it ends <laughs> yeah yeah this is like a bit like that they're often there to just and I think we've got another example in these two episodes they're often there to just build the main characters mm. character or narrative rather mm. than actually give you anything in and of cool. itself yeah um I just kept thinking um in in that day and age how sparsely populated the United States was mm. how long would he have been waiting on that road oh some, I know for right? to just to potentially turn up <laughs> no he's wonder like, they were eating rats he's like see you later I'm off out to see if we anyone stumbles across okay darling yeah, exactly. see, see you in 10 hours <laughs> I mean not even a book to read I know exactly Absolutely. and then like they said that like afterwards they said that they find they found all this stolen stuff so I kind of assumed that to some degree what they say is is based on fact that that the armies have kind of taken stuff and this is like their way of surviving but yeah if, if they've got all this stolen booty you just kind of think that they might just use that to keep them going and and then only murder people when they when it's to. run out maybe they've just got a taste for it yeah very random, it's very um, random. but yeah and it, yeah like you say it does add you know we do get a different conversation kind of out of william and it, it does bounce against that initial conversation that they were talking yeah. about about um violence and um he's not as as smug as he once was but yeah. um and that kind of that's that side to william i think builds over the next few episodes as well yeah and yeah. um and then we're also back at back in Scotland with Brie and Roger and she's off for her first day at work I think it is yeah. apart from all the Nocklevy stuff uh, that's kind of the main thing for them is is her first day and yes. and which must be just nerve-wracking yeah. given the way she got the job and how she had to fight for it and um, yeah so that a really interesting kind of start to her her storyline what that brings out yeah. in the next few episodes yeah and I think I think there's quite I, I think there's a, like I think that sort of scene of where she's going off to work um and all the right I just think the kind of um flirty sexy conversations that Roger and Brie have are embarrassing <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I know. So it's I just think that he'll laugh. It's like so. I th I think I made a note about that. That like they're building this sexual tension between them over, and I think it's gonna go on. I think it goes on for a couple of episodes before it. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's keep save that for a later. We'll save time. that, but I've got a but, lot to say about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's it's kind of starts, and then you're like, ooh. He's talking about her underwear now, and and it's not there. And he's like, and keeping like... the hard hat, bringing the hard hat yeah. home, and it just feels dead cheesy. It genuinely, yeah. I mean, it's it it's set in the nineteen eighties. He's talking like that, and it almost feel like we're gonna get some kind of bow chicka bow bow. 
kind of cheesy porn music coming on it because it's so it's it was cheesy yeah from her perspective I would be that like if, if if that was me in that situation I'd be just a bit like okay cringe but at the same time I think it does it suits his personality yeah to, to, yeah, to be a bit like that does, yeah yeah and but still it doesn't make any better it's really cringy no it does definitely doesn't but yeah that was a funny that was an interesting uh start to her day at work and um yeah it was so and then she's obviously goes out and has a lot of confrontation in her on her first day at work yeah um, which is um yeah horrible really yeah i think it, it made me really think and I, I don't i don't know if this kind of justification is, is sort of outside of the UK and, and maybe people have a different word for it but that kind of um, you know harassment and bullying that gets dressed up as banter mm. which this really made me feel like it, it was especially in terms of how it was resolved but like yeah. you know they lock her in a tunnel mm-hmm. under a dam yeah she, I mean, if she wasn't like smart and, you know, she's also supposed to have read the schematics and remember how to get out, she could have just ended up like a skeleton in there. Exactly. It's really quite like, excuse the pun, like, but it's, it, it's really dark. Like, the whole thing, I just found it, it's like, and then the way they just drive off laughing, it's just yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was, but then, like he's like um, during that time though, we obviously encountered more of this magic stuff that's going yes. on in the tunnel, and uh, Brie having to, you know, seeing the the tunnel light change and hearing mm. the buzzing that she normally hears when she's by the stones. I was when I was watching that, I was just like, because you know the way sometimes it's just a force sometimes they show it as yeah. like a force like especially when Claire first went through she couldn't not touch it she was like yes you know it was just this force calling her and I and I thought I was I was genuinely thinking oh my god is she gonna run into the past again yeah because I wondered that yeah I, I wondered was, if it was gonna almost like if she'd pass through it and she'd be some in another time yeah I I I genuinely thought when and then when she did, I was like, "Well, why did nothing happen?" So we, I think there's yeah. obviously more to be. There's more building about this time travel, yeah, and more that I think we're going to find out with Jamie and the dreams, and with yeah, you know, with with this kind of new what looked like some sort of force field. Um, and yeah, I think they're they're really building on this storyline this season because yeah, obviously they're they're. They're trying to figure it out, aren't they, Brie and Roger? And like they say that with this, it's like where the ley lines are, and the mm. ley lines must run through that part, so it's linked to that. And and he's writing um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to Time Travel, um, mm. which um, nice nod to Douglas Adams. Anybody <laughs> hasn't read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, highly recommend it. Um, but yeah I think you're right because I think this is the first time 
we've ever really kind of had the kind of what is the you know what might be the cause of it all and how far it might stretch and mm. what might be linked what might it link to and all that sort of stuff mm. um so yeah i wonder if it is gonna have a bit more unpacking of it all yeah yeah i wonder um so yeah i felt like just that was kind of just adding to the layers of, of what's to come yeah but um yeah yeah that was um and then Brie kind of hiding that that pain of that first day from her kids yeah. at dinner was just like yeah. really sweet but then and Roger actually contributing something slightly helpful for once and comparing it to her <laughs> to her mom's first day in Harvard um I think that's probably the only helpful thing he said in a long time uh but yeah it was um interesting day for her and and it's starting to get a bit more tension and excitement and wondering what's to come and all that yeah I I mean obviously I think I think one of the things for me was you know like I felt like the scene in the pub where she goes and confronts them um and sort of says you know if you do it again I'll have you all fired I Mm. felt like that didn't I didn't find that that satisfying not at um, all, not remotely, no. And I didn't feel like it made me think, oh, yeah, she's shown them sort of thing. Because mm. I just thought they're too much, they're, they're, they're such dickheads that wouldn't affect I don't them. think that would work. That mm. was my sort of thinking. So I didn't really like it. I, and it also made me think like they've been kind of a bit let off the hook. Yeah, definitely. Um, for really terrible behavior um you know which if you think when we you know it's not quite the same but when you jump forward to um kind of the sort of I suppose what I'd kind of say is like you know the progression of this kind of harassment in harassment of women in workplaces or whatever and like what me too did to reveal that kind of experience that women have you can kind of you kind of think i bet there are some workplaces where not much that's not much different mm-hmm. yeah definitely for sure and so yeah so so that that kind of and i just yeah. don't feel like the consequences of that behavior at the time was a lot so i was yeah, I was disappointed by the fact that she just kind of was like, when he was like, he said something like, fair enough, go over some of that. Yeah, exactly. And what I would have preferred for her to there, done there is then not kind of stay sitting with them and talking, but actually then getting up and leaving. Mm. Because by staying, to me, that felt like it's going, all right, well, we're going to be friends because I've forgiven mm. you. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So I, yeah, I, it just didn't feel right um, to me. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, yeah, it was came away from that a bit. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. I, I just don't think it was as satisfying as they maybe thought it was mm-hmm. being shown to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And there's a lot to pick apart there with 
uh, Rob Cameron and all that, but maybe we'll come back to that a bit in yeah. later and we'll go through some of the themes. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah let's there's come a, back to Rob let's come back to Rob Cameron. There is a lot of a lot of stuff happening and uh Claire is um obviously back in um the past getting herself captured once again. Um I almost feel like we're not worried anymore. I mean <laughs> it's not Outlander unless she's getting captured by somebody. She's going off to save someone, therefore she's getting captured. And yeah, I mean, if we were doing Outlander bingo, it would be, <laughs> you know, has Claire been captured this season? Yeah. Has Jamie got another scar? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Claire's captured again and is helping everyone out in the in the camp and yeah. tending to the sick and, and all that. Yeah. Um, and And kind of, you know, doing what she always does and you know taking charge I suppose um which is you know you know why why she's so great um yeah but I suppose for me it was as well we had Walter um Woodcock mm. who is an yet you know one of the few black characters who yet again mm-hmm. is in it to show how lovely and kind and considerate Claire is, and then we just get them killed off. Yeah, and it and I just think either have black people in this who are rounded people who get to have storylines of their own. You have a developed just character don't have them in it. I mean, honestly. They get like a few scenes and then, oh, right, you're done now. You've made Claire look good. Yeah. Off picture. Dead. Not even like off to have a, you know, great life or anything. Just Exactly. Not even recovered and can go back home because he can't fight in the war anymore. No. Just, no, we'll we'll kill him off. Just going to kill you off. You won't see your wife again. Yeah, exactly. Like you did on your wedding day. Um, Um, And we're within within that setting as well we also see claire um and william meet and yeah uh, his realization um that remembering who claire is and which was interesting she didn't remember him at all well she did she didn't see him did she when when jamie and when brie met him and jamie saw she didn't she didn't. So she, yeah. you know, and as much as people keep trying to make out that the younger actors look like the adult ones, yeah. the the <laughs> teenage William, who was was the one that Claire, sorry, does not look like the adult one. Nothing like. So him. there's no way she would have recognised. Yeah, no way. Uh, but yeah, that was um an interesting meet, and obviously then his his uh realization that claire and yeah. jamie are actually rebels so obviously john his dad never mentions yeah. that to him um yeah, which I is that was interesting that he which is interesting say. but yeah i wonder is he trying to protect jamie's character or something to, yeah. to william yeah. but yeah he's obviously just finding out now and is not impressed yeah. and but i think as well it's a bit like the conversation um, 
with Rachel and Denzel, it's lots of things that are kind of making him have to think about the world in a different way. I think he's, mm. I suppose, he's presented as a character who sees this war and other things as very black and white. And, mm. and, and it feels like a lot of conversations he's having and situations he's in just keep pushing him into this grey area where yeah. things aren't as straightforward and his kind of world view and world experience have not prepared him for. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so yeah, so that that was quite interesting. And it's, yeah, you can just see kind of, I think it gets stronger and stronger, but especially in the next couple of episodes, but it's clearly there's something being kind of broken down with him. Yeah. And the people that, you know, he was clearly very, you know, he remembers that fondness for Jamie. And then kind of realizing that he's fond of someone who's a rebel. It's yeah. like, oh, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe we're not, they're not all whatever. Or, or people that he owes a debt to. So, you know, like he sees that, you know, Claire saved his dad. Yeah. And then, you know, when Ian comes to rescue Claire, mm. um, he, you know, he owes Ian because Ian saved his life as well. So yeah. there's lots of this kind of people who he like owed a debt of gratitude in some way to or admired are now, you know, making him like, oh, well, how am I supposed to think about these people or how am I supposed to feel about them? Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, he's getting a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, Ian is great in this episode. We see... Oh. Obviously, he comes in to rescue Claire, and you know he's always he's getting he, he's getting a bit more challenging with Jamie. You can see when you know he's like, no, 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 I'm going to go. You know, he's yeah. like, you know, I, I, I can make the right decision as well. Yeah. So he's definitely his. He, he was really good in this episode. He's great. He was great. He got some really good scenes. I thought the bit where he goes back and sees Wahanaway and his what turns out to be his son yeah just thought was so uh, sort of that on the on the back of him having the conversation with Claire about like whether or not he can have children yeah I just he's so good at kind of sort of showing that kind of emotional pain mm. um and thought the bit where he's talking to Wahanaway and I think he asks her if he was if she's happy and then he says you haven't asked if I'm happy and she says I have eyes and it's just oh. like oh Ian oh, my heart he's... breaks my heart is breaking for Ian so much I know it was so such an emotional great. episode for him like and him and this is son and yeah. like kneeling down in front of him and you know, talking to him was just really, really sweet. And yeah, that that the conversation I think he has with Claire, I think they they're both really good in that yeah. scene. And she's, you know, she's so sensitive and so caring and positive. And you know, uh, Ian's just kind of showing how he's so not of that time, almost the way he's yeah. like really interested in the science behind it and. Yeah. Not not just, you know, obviously, you know, he's 
his character has developed so much now and you know he's got this originally this belief that it's something about his his soul or this his spirit or something yeah, and that's that that was it, the reason uh Wahanaway's mom or grandma or something had told said. Him. Yeah. And then completely you know, going in a very different direction and, and just wanting to understand yeah. the science as well as this kind of spiritual yeah. understanding. And yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and such a so. really delicate and sensitive subject that I thought they yeah, they treated it really well. I think I think they've dealt with and obviously, I'm not speaking from experience, so I apologise if people um, think that this is incorrect. But I, I feel like they have dealt with um, like child loss and miscarriage really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't shy, you know, like just that conversation between Ian and Claire. Um, they don't shy away from having, you know, for sort of giving time for those mm-hmm. kind of scenes, which I think yeah. are really important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. A really touching scene with the end. And it felt, it felt like a bit of closure for him. Yeah. That he could, like, yeah. move on. And, and we can obviously see the reasons why when he meets Rachel again. Yeah. And how excited he is to meet her again and how she excited she is. And they have that really cute conversation when he, she's when she's like, no, it's OK. I know why you came up here. And he's like, you do? She's like, you don't need to be embarrassed. I know you want to see Rolo. <laughs> see Rolo. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. The dog. Yeah. <laughs> Rolo's like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, no, I think they've got really good chemistry. Um, mm. really really good yeah, chemistry and I'm really enjoying them as a potential couple and yeah. I won't lie if they give me a love triangle that involves William I am smashing things <laughs> because William and Rachel don't have the same chemistry yes they're alright together but they've not got the same chemistry as Ian and Rachel and I will not have Ian's happiness yanked away from him by some privileged posh boy (laughs) agreed here here no they're really sweet and also they're just they're both their mutual devotion for rollo is really sweet as well yeah and he's like you know i let you borrow him any night that you can't sleep it's really sweet yeah yeah so i really like their scenes together i really like them um, and if I get, yeah. if I need to get a T-shirt that says Team Ian, <laughs> I'll do it. We can start some merch. <laughs> yeah, if people want T-shirts, Team Ian, Team William, just let us know. The, the we'll Team William there. ones will be of a more substandard quality, though. <laughs> they might An just be like a dishcloth, <laughs> and just slightly, uh, slightly over. Yeah, all the sizing will be wrong. You'll order a small, <laughs> you'll get an XL. <laughs> we know what we're doing. We know, uh, you know, we know how to win you all over to our side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're really sweet. I love, I love, yeah, they're great. Rachel I love them. Yeah, they're great. Great green lights edition, sl- slightly but not completely uh, softens the blow. 
of uh, Fergus and Marsley. But yeah, I um, know. No, I mean, always Team Fergus and Marsley. Always. Yeah. Um, uh, we will bring yeah, it up every I, time. I, I am enjoying. I, I'm enjoying Ian having some potentially happy things. I mean, obviously, he has have a happy thing by finding out he's a father, which is really nice. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, that's really nice. And it kind of, yeah, like I say, it brings some closure. And we also see some really uh, a nice friendship develop with Claire and Denzel as well, which is yeah. really sweet and uh, nice to see her being supported. And it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're I think he's. Really well together. Yeah, him and Rachel are, as you say, I mean, they're no replacement to Ferguson Masley, but I do think they're, they're shaping up to be a. a um, quite a good introduction as kind of yeah especially Denzel is like a foil for for Claire um, yeah yeah so I, I yeah I agree about that it's really, yeah. really good it's really good and then in the back into the present we've got Jemmy getting up to a bit of mischief and yeah getting into trouble and things like that so some nice scenes with Jemmy and Roger but um then obviously Roger then gets to take up his his place as teacher once again and yeah yeah we see him meet Rob Cameron which is obviously so this is like a kind of like a a, a way for us yeah, to see Rob it, in another light I guess yeah it's a slightly circuitous route to to bring him into their lives um, yeah I did think just kind of touching on that circuitous route um I did think the scene where Roger is speaking to the headmaster and finds out why Jemmy gets a detention or whatever clipped here or whatever and realizes like what insult Jemmy said to the teacher I think Rick Rankin's kind of comedic acting in that scene is so is really good. Like him <laughs> trying not to laugh and <laughs> kind of compose himself is really good, and he does it really, really well. Um, yeah. But obviously, what it does end up leading to is, um, as you say, the Gallic class and the return of Roger singing. God, we've gone a while, a fair while without that. Outlander bingo, Roger sings. <laughs> um, and as you say, him and him and Rob Cameron meeting, and Rob Cameron has been accidentally given the Hitchhiker's Guide to Time Travel. Yeah, book. Yeah, instead of the Gaelic book. Instead of the Gaelic but, book. Yeah, and I yeah, I think we we both agreed that that was just like honestly, did he have nothing else to say to the man? Nothing, nothing. He's I think he's he's so he's so easily flattered. Mm. So easily like... flattered. Doesn't doesn't in any way like all he I think all he goes is yes, I know who you are. Yeah, that literally is. And and like and then nothing. and then it's like 
and then it's just like he's flattered because he's ri- he likes his book and he likes his Gallic class or whatever else. And before you know, it, he's inviting him round for bloody dinner. It's actually just despicable. You're, you're, it, I just was like, have you got nothing else, nothing to say to this man? Honestly, I mean, just. Or or just nothing and walk away from him. I don't know anything. Exactly. Like you exactly. don't want to be. You could have literally walked away from him. Yeah, just take your book and turn around. But then suddenly you're I like, mean... "What do you mean he's coming for dinner? What the hell just happened?" Exactly. Roger has one moment of doing something vaguely decent and all right, and he immediately throws it in the sea because he's so absolutely useless. Yeah, it's definitely. Oh God! And it reminded me of like when how 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 kind of defensive Jamie gets when it comes to Claire and yeah, protective of her when you know when anything happens to her upsets her. Like even with Leary, obviously, like you know, she, this is the witch trial, but like you know, something serious could have really happened yeah. to Brie. Like it was literally a ton- a dark yeah, tunnel, like. Exactly. You know, exactly. she could have injured herself, anything. And even then, when Jamie meets Leary again, he just won't look at her. Yeah. He won't walk yeah. away from her. He won't engage with her. And then even Claire comes over and she's like, can you just let her apologize? And he's like, no, I won't. No, yeah. I won't let her apologize. Like he is like yeah. fewer. And then when she does, he's like, okay, grand, walks away. I won't yeah. even engage with with her yeah. in any way. No. Fast forward 20 years, let's not go yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, but... admittedly, that all falls apart after 20 years, but... But still, at the time. At the time. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of that stark contrast again, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, whereas this too. is literally like the day after Brie has been locked in the bloody tunnel. Yeah. And he's, like, smiling and joking and it's just... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And um, we'll and have we, lots uh, to say about both of these two men. Yeah, in future episodes, if you call them that. But yeah, there's um, it kind of we finish up the that kind of present day storyline in with with obviously them finding out who's eating all the crisps and the biscuits and things yeah. like that. And I have to say, I was quite shocked. I was not expecting that. I I thought. Because they kept using like fantastical language like Anoclavi, I did think, I wonder if this is a time traveller. But I didn't in any way think it would be the same character who'd, who'd basically ended up getting Roger hanged. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously we don't know that, do we? Because it's changed actor. Yeah, um, so initially you don't know so at you all. Don't, it's it just somebody from the past. But obviously. Yeah. That's who it ends up being. So, yeah, I thought that was good. I mean, I won't lie, what all that processed salt and sugar would do to an 18th century body digestive system, <laughs> I can only imagine. He must have been high from the sugar. High. Oh, he'll have been bouncing off the walls and and goodness knows what it, what it did to his bowels. <laughs> but... It, it'll have been a mess. It'll have, mess. it'll have been a mess. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, and just thinking, you know, as somebody who was, who lived through the 80s and ate a lot of sweets in the 80s, there's a lot of E numbers in them as well. Oh, listen, I'd say he had heartburn to beat the band. Off his head. 
absolutely off his head on the chemicals. Oh, yeah, with the what hit him. It's crazy we're still alive, actually. I know, exactly. I'm surprised they just didn't find him, like, slumped <laughs> in the courtyard off his face on sugar and E-numbers. That would have been a scene I would have liked to see. Yeah, his heart, like, just beating out of his chest. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, absolutely... Like a, the... like a teenager the first time they had a Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> You'd just be like, what did you give him? He's like, I only gave him some Smarties. <laughs> yeah, just a few Smarties and a packet of ready-salted crisps. <laughs> keep, say, keep saying he's seen fairies. Oh, so that's where it's come from. Uh, yeah, that was um, yeah, that was a, a good end to, and obviously yeah. we were gripped by that stage. And yeah, and I can't remember now how it ends in the 18th century, but they're obviously going on Claire, Claire get they rescue Claire, take Outlander Bingo. Um, yeah. The rescue Claire and return. I think that's where it finishes. Oh yeah, and, and he's he finds out about his general Fraser, doesn't he? Oh, that was at the start, though. Yeah, like, that was the, at the start. He realised that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's his family member who. Yeah. Is leading the opposite side. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Interesting. So lots to come, anyway. Yeah, yeah there's, a lot of, there's lots of kind of new things starting out, isn't there? Um, oh, I know where it finishes in the in the 18th century is Jamie being invited to join the rifleman people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, sh- yeah, the yeah. sharpshooters, basically. Yeah. Um, and that leads me nicely to my only fashion comment for this this episode <laughs> what is going on with those jackets that those rifle dudes wear <laughs> i'm not i'm not loving them i'm just gonna put it that way They're they horrendous. just look weird what are they why are they like that it's weird i don't understand yeah it. it looks like some sort of a chicken costume or something i don't know yeah i mean if anybody is a historical um military uniform person yeah can explain why they have that jacket please do let us know yeah um, because in terms of fashion i'm not loving it no it's not great there wasn't right. anything really the only thing i noticed was again some product placement with the levi's um yeah. rogers wearing levi's and we also see some product placement with the land rover or it's a real yeah, focus on that land rover when they leave the yeah dam. so much so Big it's time. like a proper zoom into the to the to the the, play yeah, the logo on the back, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. But yeah, only just like the Levi's really, but that there wasn't anything to, yeah. of note, to be honest. No. It was all very bland and not it exciting. Was. I mean, I won't lie, I love a boiler suit, so Breeze boiler suit. Oh, yeah, you're right. That came that came to my head, actually. Yeah, I loved it on her. It just looked boring on the men, but yeah, on her it looked great. So, you know, I'm all for a trendy boiler suit. But, yeah. You know, I mean, there was, other than that, we were we had very slim pickings. No, very slim picking. Absolutely slim picking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've covered a lot of our hatreds. Um, obviously, yeah. all of them, yet again, based around Roger. 
Yeah, exactly. And and justifiably so. Yeah. It's it's yeah, he's just yeah, really irritating. Wait till we get to the next one. Oh man. <laughs> Apologies, listener. We've got a lot to say about Roger. Actually in the next one, I think in the next two episodes, I, I think even Mitch, my husband, looked at looked at him at one stage and was like, "Is that all he's got to say about that?" Like, and he wasn't even watching the episode. He just like glanced up and he was like, "Is that all he has to say?" I was like, "You're not even following it." He was like, "I know, but that was really bad." <laughs> it's like, that's Roger. That's Roger. So yeah, there's a lot to come on that, and yeah, I, f- I felt like that there was there there were a lot of feminist themes that came up here. I know we've talked about I think all yeah. of them. But it's it is getting really interesting. This, you know, this kind of mirroring of Claire and what she's dealing with, and kind of similar situation with Bree and what she's dealing with. They yeah. kind of parallel parallel difficulties being undermined by by men men being threatened by successful women. Yeah, and yeah, it was really interesting as they kind of played it side by side. Yeah. So all in all, I, I feel like it, it's been, there's, I think the only thing that it, and listeners might not believe this, might not think this because we're so slick and professional, but <laughs> it's kind of being able to talk about those two parallel paths is sometimes mm. quite hard to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Not when you're watching it, but when you're like, when we have to kind of, pick it apart to talk yeah. about it um because there's so much going on you've got like like so many multiple storylines in yeah. different timelines um so it's yeah there's there's a lot a lot going on and that doesn't slow down in the next couple of episodes no no not by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> um, it definitely doesn't um yeah, so we've got a lot of exciting things to come. And yeah. So it's our only, next two, two episodes are... Of the, uh, it's going to be a practical guide for time travellers and... Oh, no, we've got turning points. We've got episodes seven and eight, yeah. Yeah. Practical guide. Yeah, episodes. and then, then there was ne- a break, nine is next year. And then turning points. And then we're, we're done for this half of season seven yeah but don't worry listeners because we are plotting and planning some maybe another special yeah we know what you like now so yeah we know what you like your deviants yeah that's what we're here for because we're deviants as well it's a safe space safe space to hate roger safe space to be a deviant Um, yeah so that will be out uh, in a couple of weeks our last episode and then we will see you all for a special maybe but we'll keep you informed yeah see you soon get in touch and let us know what you think about the episodes have a good evening all